You've heard us talk about DraftKings, the leader in daily fantasy sports, and how Payday can come every day by entering their contest with huge cash prizes up for grabs. Making a lineup on DraftKings adds excitement to every night and is simple to do. Draft your lineup and feel the sweat like never before. Every moment means more with a DraftKings lineup on the line. DraftKings has paid out over $7 billion to users across all sports. DraftKings is the leader in daily fantasy sports, so there is no better place to get in on all the action. Now that you know how to play, download the DraftKings app and sign up using code THPN. New users will get a free entry with their first deposit. That's code THPN to get a free entry with your first deposit. Only at DraftKings. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Bolts broadcast. My name is Mike Mitchelson. Chase Croshaw with me today. Chase, how you doing? Why are you speaking so animated? Uh, I'm, I'm. Well, I'm, I got to I, I, I wait. Ho, ho, ho. I have to break my like my voice. If I'm not very animated, you can see that my voice is having a problem right now. So <clears throat> I need to be animated so that you can't tell my voice is like just worn down and just beaten and bruised and battered it like it, it's bad so i gotta be animated what's up guys how we doing today welcome to the bolts broadcast mike mitchelson chase crawshaw chase how you doing i'm doing great thanks for asking that's, how are you that's the new intro from now on i'm getting hyped i'm i'm screaming in the listeners ears um <laughs> oh my gosh my mic um like recognized I was being too loud so now all my volumes are very low but <laughs> whatever it's all right hey I'm, I'm pretty good uh Chase we had to talk about why my voice is like this and that's your fault you had the boys over Friday night we had some drinks had some fun and I don't know why my voice is like this all I know is that the day after when I woke up my voice was dead was I screaming? Was I singing? What was happening? I don't recall doing any of that. You weren't louder than you normally were, so I don't, I don't know. And you've had ample time to recover, so it sounds like a, like a you thing. I don't know Yeah, why your voice is so janky. I had no issues. My voice sounded fine. My voice usually isn't too rough after drinking unless I'm like severely hungover, uh, which doesn't happen too often. But yeah, like you, you know, you, you weren't anything like drastic, um, like in terms of screaming or singing or anything. So I don't know. I'm... Not sure at all, but it might have had to do with the 12 Trulies and the three beers on top of that. Had some fun that night. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe. But Chase, today on this episode, we talked about how we're going to be doing prospects and then we're going to do our free agency show. Well, I didn't realize that we actually have a little bit of room because the draft doesn't take place until Friday, so we can get a prospect episode out on Thursday, and that's perfect because that's what we're going to do today. Going to be talking about all that tra- all the trades that went down, talking about the expansion lists, the protection list, all that kind of stuff, talk about what we think Seattle should do. So it's going to be a real good time, and Chase, remember on our celebratory episode, I said... The, the, the Tampa Bay Lightning are your Stanley Cup champs. I'm the boss of the show. 
No mid-roll. No mid-roll commercial. You know how I said that? Yep. Well, who's the Stanley Cup champs? The Tampa Bay Lightning. And who's the boss? You? No mid-roll. Let's go. We're going straight through this week. Uh, I we, we do what we want on this show, so that's what's going to happen. Um, good stuff today. Talking trades first. Let's hop into uh, one of the, the first big ones, Chase. This was when we were going out to the bar with Johnny. We saw that Ryan Graves heading out to New Jersey, leaving Colorado. Mikhail Maltsev in a second goes the other way. I remember you were kind of shocked. You were like, wait, really? And uh, yeah, he really did get traded. What were your thoughts on that? Yeah, I thought it was weird because I like Ryan Graves a lot as a defenseman. You know, like I get it in terms of um, like you, you, you got to try to trade this like guy away or like try to figure out a way, you know, to protect as many of your key players as possible or at least, you know, get proper value for him. So it makes sense in that aspect. You know, Mikhail Maltsev isn't a guy you're going to worry about Seattle taking, and he's someone who's still, you know, he might be an NHL player for a few for a few years. And a second round pick still good value, so like it works out for both teams at the end of the day. Um, you know, I I would I would be hurting if I was Colorado giving up Ryan Graves, but at least like a second round pick is um you know solid value. So it is what it is. But you know that that team had such a you know a great young decor loses a pretty key piece. And that was Thursday night. And then Friday night, we saw a core defenseman getting shipped out for another second round pick and, a, and another, you know, player coming back. And that was between the Red Wings and the Islanders. The Red Wings go and get Nick Letty. And I think this is just a shocking move overall. I know you were shocked by it uh, when it first came out. And still now looking at it, I don't really understand it. If he's if you want him to be the leader of your new young core, okay, maybe, but I, I don't get it. It is a little weird. I mean, he immediately comes in and becomes your top defenseman, like pretty clearly. Philip Hronick is a, is a good player, but he's never going to be like a top defenseman for a team. Uh, so, you know, Letty will come in and I, I think there's a good chance he pairs up with Cider next year and, and they perform pretty formidable deep pair for that Red Wings team. Um, it was just, it was a weird trade because, you know, it's obviously not a team that's trying to win. It's a team that really needs to make sure they lose in the next two drafts, try to get one of those, you know, elite talents to build around. Um, so, you know, to go and get Nick Letty is what it is. It's, it's going to help you out and, you know, winning games in the short term, it might help you with, you know, with culture piece. Uh, I, you know, I would have looked elsewhere for moves, you know, it just created an extra player that you had to protect in the back end and leaving, you know, a guy like Dennis Chalowski open is we might talk about a little bit forward. But yeah, it, it was it was a little weird. Um, but at the end of the day, if you combine that trade, because you know the Richard Richard Ponick was gotten back at the deadline, if you combine that with the Mantha one, I mean, it's still a pretty damn good return for the Red Wings, all in all. And then we saw on Saturday a big day of trades, teams trying to get rid of players so they don't have to use protection and can you get something back for them before they might lose them. In the expansion draft, it started with the Penguins giving up Jared McCann for Philip Hollander in a seventh. Uh, Jared McCann wasn't protected, so why did Toronto do this? I I, I don't I don't know. I, I just I don't know. Like Philip Hollander, he's not like a special prospect, but he's a good enough prospect where he might play some NHL games. And Jared McCann is someone who's uh, you know he's a proven NHLer at this point, and is a very heavy favorite of mine uh, for Seattle to take now that he's exposed. So it's just a very weird move. Absolutely. And then we see Philly and Nashville. They make a move where Ryan Ellis goes over to Philly. Uh, Philippe Myers and Nolan Patrick go back to Nashville. However, Nashville immediately flips Nolan Patrick over to Vegas as Nashville brings back Cody Glass. Do you like this move for 
any of the teams, all three of the teams, only one. What are your thoughts? Yet again, I, it, it's another just confusing move. That's all they've been is confusing moves. Like, you, you sure you move on from Ryan Ellis. It's a player you don't have to protect. But at the end of the day, you're bringing in Philip Myers, so you protect anyway. So it's just like, like well, whatever. Um, but at the end of the day, if you can get Philip Myers, Philip Myers and Cody Glass and Ryan Ellis, you know, I'd say that's a pretty fair return. Uh, Vegas, they hated their 2017 draft class. Apparently all three of them in the first round are gone now. Uh, sure. They get the second overall pick from that same draft class, but someone who's yet to really live up to his expectations. He's had to deal with a lot of injuries. Hasn't really been dealt a fair share, you know, a fair hand and he should go to Vegas. I think he'll get a pretty good opportunity. He'll be safely solidified to their top nine. Uh, whether they play him on the wing or the center will determine where he plays, but he should get some good playing time there and he can redeem himself. But it's just a weird trade at the end of the day. It did seem like Vegas wasn't too, you know, highly sold on Cody Glass at this point. They weren't really ever giving him that much playing time. So let him go somewhere else, get that opportunity. Should get a good one in Nashville. So it gets, I guess it's good for players' opportunities, but still just so weird. Yeah, and uh, Nashville could have protected Ryan Ellis. That We'll talk about some of the suspect protections they made uh, over some other players, but if they didn't do this trade, they could have easily protected Ryan Ellis. I don't know if it was a salary cap thing. Uh, we'd have to probably ask the Nashville pod if they know what exactly is happening because I haven't kept up on them and their free agents and everything like that. So unless you know, Chase, it seemed like Ryan Ellis would be an easy lock for a protection. No, I've got no idea what Poyle's doing. We were talking about, about it before the show, and we'll talk about it later too a little more, but it just makes no sense why they gave up on Victor Arvidsson for as little as they did just to protect who they have. It, it's it just it's so weird. Everything, literally everything is weird right now. It is. And uh, a move that I don't think either of us were like huge fans of it. But at the same time, like it's very understandable. Our Tampa Bay Lightning, they trade Barkley Goudreau for a seventh round pick. Barkley Goudreau was a free agent. Don't think he, we were getting him back because uh, of the cap space. But you know, just winning the Stanley Cup with us already to see him off the team kind of hurts a little bit, but to get something back was nice. Yeah, I mean, there was no chance that he was going to be resigned. Like, this team's going to be struggling with the cap as it is. So you're getting a seventh-round pick, whatever, instead of him just flat out walking in free agency. It gives the Rangers a chance to have exclu- exclusive rights to sign him for a little bit. Uh, it, it's, you know, it's all fine and dandy at the end of the day. We got two cup wins. I, I can't really complain about anything that happens from here. For sure. And then we see Brett Howden, a decent named prospect of the New York system, going over to Vegas. And Nick Simone going back to the Rangers. Thoughts on this one? Uh, Brett Howden has been incredibly disappointing in New York. And I know Rangers fans hate Brett Howden. Like, they all in the Twitter sphere, the New York Rangers Twitter sphere, everyone's tweeting like, Man, Seattle, it would really suck if you took Brett Howden from us. We would really hate it. Oh, no, that would be so bad. Don't take our favorite player. Oh, no. Uh, but I don't have to worry about it because he's traded to Vegas. Um, and it, it's just another player who gets an opportunity to start over. Nick DeSimone has nothing you know, to write home about, but he's a defenseman who can be a guy. Um, it's just two players that knew like, you know, a change of scenery might be better for both of them. And then the final substantial trade that we'll talk about on this episode, uh, we see Andrew Lodd, a second round pick, a conditional second and a conditional third going over to Arizona. The Islanders get back and nothing. And well, they get back cap space. They get back a lot of cap space that they desperately need, especially if 
like if Seattle decides they want to go, you know, a guy like Jordan Eberle, who was exposed, uh, you know, spoiler alert, I'm sure you guys might know that at this point. But if they decide to go a guy like that, um, you know, all of a sudden the Highlanders have 11 extra million dollars in cap space that they can go spend in free agency, which is a huge, huge, huge difference. So it works out for them that, you know, it's a decent draft haul you're giving up there. Arizona's kind of making up for what John Chica has done the last couple of years and driving that team to the ground, to be honest. Uh, you know, they get a decent haul to take on um, dead contracts. So then that they've had a pretty strong history of doing. Yeah. And moving on to the actual protection list uh, that we've alluded to so many times. We know that Vladimir Tarasenko asked for a trade. Uh, what was it? The night of the Stanley Cup finals game winning, um, you know, championship for the for the Tampa Bay Lightning. Five. Right. And we knew that the relationship has soured. I didn't know it soured to the point where they're willing to let Vladimir Tarasenko go for nothing. Yeah, it's it's bad stuff out of out of St. Louis. To be honest, you can't just like it, it's not a good look when you let a superstar like this just kind of go. Sure, he's had some sort of shoulder itch injuries, and he's never really lived up to his true ceiling. He clearly has the ability to be a literally unstoppable force in the NHL, but it just never fully come out. Why that is, I don't know. Um, you know, maybe a new opportunity will get him that. I if I could put money on it, I don't know if you can or can anywhere. Um, I need to look for it and see. I will put very, 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 very heavily amounts of money on Vladimir Sango being drafted by Seattle because you just you have to start with a guy like that if he's available. There's no excuse not to. Yeah, you don't pass on a guy who's been a 40 goal scorer in his career. That'd be uh, pretty silly. But some of the other big names out there, Chase, um, you got. Jonathan Druin, Max Domi, uh, Ryan Johansson, Jake Gardner, Jake Bean, a guy you and I really like, Mark Giordano, P.K. Subban, uh, and then two goalies that, if it was Vegas drafting back in 2017, these would be the two easiest selections ever, but it's no longer 2017, it's 2021 now, Carey Price and Braden Holpe, two guys that have had tremendous history uh, not as great recently. However, Carey Price played phenomenal this playoffs. Yeah, he played great in the playoffs. He's a, he's a whatever regular season goalie. Um, you know, it, it's a lot of money to be taken on. That's the reason that Montreal asked him to waive his no move. So he did try to help out the team. They could protect Jake Allen. Um, I'm going to say there's 0% chance, especially now with today, the news that um, Carey Price might need some surgery. He's going to miss some time. There's a 0% chance that Seattle takes him. Uh, it just, it's so much of a cap it for a goalie, um, who's at the tail end of his career. who has got like five more years left in the deal. He's due $11 million in the month of September. It's just, there's just too much going against that. It would be crazy to see. And it'd be awesome to have that, you know, that like franchise type of goaltender, but I don't think we're going to be getting any of those guys in Seattle this time. I think it'd be awesome to have Carey Price, Vladdy Tarasenko, uh, Max Domi. I think he's another one where you could line him up with Tarasenko and be like, this seems like a pretty obvious pick for Seattle to go after Domi off of Columbus. Uh, there's not really many players that they expose that are up to the level of Domi. Oh, no, absolutely not. Um, and Domi, he, he's just he's had a hard time sticking anywhere, but he's got some clear talent. Um, you know, the, there's some rumored attitude issues, not like issues, but like more problems than anything. Um, so, like, he can go somewhere else and, you know, kind of help build a culture and might, might help change his mentality and, you know, mindset a little bit. Uh, Seattle's a great place that he's going to be able to do that. I, I would be shocked if he's not taken as well. So, you know, a couple of names that we've talked about in this episode already, Max Domi, Red Tarasenko, and Jared McCann. I mean, I think those three alone, like they could combine for 
an actual like pretty solid first line. You know, Jared McCann's not necessarily a first line type of player, but he's someone who plays a game that complements Max Omi and Vladimir Tarasenko. I, I think just those three, just trying to imagine them playing together would be a lot of fun. So, I, you know, I hope those three guys get taken. Um, I know, I mean, I, I should say I know Domi and Tarasenko are going to be and McCann should be as well. Uh, but there's just a lot of names that Seattle has the option to choose from. I mean, on paper, they should be better than Vegas. Absolutely. And Domi, Tarasenko, two guys that we talked about how there's just been some problems with their current teams. They need a fresh start. And they've had, a, or at least Domi has had a couple of chances at a fresh start. But for some reason, something's not clicking. Another player that you could look at along the same lines, Jonathan Druin. Third overall pick by our Tampa Bay Lightning. Went over to Montreal, tried to get a new start. I wouldn't say he lived up to his potential over there. So if they brought in Jonathan Druin instead of a Carey Price, you get a whole locker room full of guys that are just misunderstood. No, it could be a scary team. Yeah, and Druin is a guy, he had one season of some strong success and signs of promise in Montreal, but hasn't really been able to do it since this season. Didn't play it, you know, at the end of the year or through the playoffs because of some personal reasons. Um, I haven't seen anything about him not being able to go next year. He should be fine. So I think it would make a lot of sense for Seattle to take a chance on a guy like him too. Um, you know, he's just got immense talent. We, we saw that, uh, you know, Tampa fans, you guys are listening, have been watching since, you know, he was drafted by the lightning. It's pretty clearly like pretty clear. He's a talented player, excuse me. But at the end of the day, you know, sometimes things just work out a certain way. Uh, and you got to do what you got to do. Well, Chase, let's talk about some suspect moves now or suspect protection list. Uh, we'll start off with Nashville. We talked about them a little bit earlier on. They went three, five, three forwards, five defensemen, one goalie. And one of their forwards, I don't even know. Tanner Genot. Yeah, I mean, Tanner Genot, he's like he's a very whatever player. Like he's someone kind of a like a work hard type of guy and hasn't really proven himself in any way shape or form very weird move to protect him I think there was literally zero percent chance that Nashville or that Seattle would have taken him from Nashville I, I don't know why you trade away um uh, what, what's his face that I'm drawing a blank on now um Arvidsson Ellis no oh yeah for the front end I don't know why you trade away Arvidsson just to protect you not and then I don't know why you trade away Ryan Ellis as you're alluding to here for this next thing we were going to mention to protect Alexander Carrier, like, I mean, you, like, I, I just, I literally don't know. I'm literally at a loss for words. Like, Ryan Ellis is a very good NHL defenseman. Uh, you swap him out instead of, I mean, and even if you want to go with this format, without making that trade, you could still protect him and Alexander Carrier. You won't have Philly Myers here. So, uh, it's just weird. Um, I don't know. I guess they get Cody Glass out of it and give him a chance to, like, rebuild a career. Like, so, at that point, it makes sense. But it's just still so strange so suspect like have been using um another yeah, you're, you're freaking sus uh, another move that i wasn't i wasn't a fan of and i also just wasn't too sure am i missing something uh but new jersey they protect Jonas segan thaler over a guy like will butcher yeah I, I love will butcher i think he's a a talented defenseman uh like not someone who's necessarily like lived up to all the expectations he's had, I think, but he's still someone who's again, and you know, a reliable NHL defenseman. Um, so to protect Seagan Taylor over him, I thought was a little weird. Uh, I think he's a good candidate to be selected because he's just someone who he's proven he's an NHL defenseman, so he can go and get a different opportunity. Um, you know, I was really hoping that they were going to let Pavel Zaka go. I want, I wanted him so badly to get a new opportunity. He was the number one player I wanted to go to Seattle. Just imagine Pavel Zaka, getting a legitimate top six role, maybe even, you know, top line role 
Oh, God, what a dream. It would have been really cool. Moving on to another protection list I'm not in love with. Uh, we go to the New York Islanders, team we played in the third round, back-to-back seasons. Cal Clutterbuck and Matt Martin both got protected while you got guys sitting out there like Jordan Everly, Kiefer Bellows I like a lot. Michael Delcole, I'll always have a place in my heart for him. Like, I just, why? Can't forget Josh Bailey, too, a very legitimate NHLer. Um, you know, the, it's just it's leaving salary to be taken is my only guess on that front. Leaving salary to be taken so they can try to make a push in free agency. I think they're going to approach the game differently than they have um, next year. I think they're going to still focus on defense, but put a little more emphasis on their offensive game. So they want to clear up some salary, try to make a you know big free agent push is, is what I think that's the only thing I can really rationalize there. Yeah, just or maybe they just think this is their type of game and they're just never going to get away from having their enforcer goons of Clutterbuck and Martin. I don't I don't know. I don't love it. Um, and if they are just thinking, oh, let's go in that direction, then let Matt Barzal go. Let Matt Barzal go to Seattle. Yeah, okay, works for me. (laughs) All right, Chase. Well, we're not going to go over every team, every list, every player uh, that's out there. However, a team that we are going to go over, our Tampa Bay Lightning, we made a prediction last episode on who they would protect. And, you know, we 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 were pretty, pretty spot on. Yeah, we're the smartest. Of course, we were spot on. It's it's difficult. Because it, it, it really is when I when we say that stuff like around friends and stuff, they're like, oh, your egos are so big. Oh, stop having such a big head, you know, and it's like we're just t- like we're not boosting our egos. We're just telling the truth, you know, like, come on. We nailed it. A hundred for a hundred percent on the test. We got eight for eight or nine for nine with Vasilevsky. So like we're not boosting our ego. We're just no, we're, telling the truth. We're, we're just proving we're smarter than everybody else. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so w- with this last, um, if you don't remember or you didn't listen to our other episode, first of all, the hell. Second of all, uh, the, the the players are Anthony Sorelli, Nikita Kucherov, Braden Point, Steven Samkos, Eric Chernock, Victor Hedeman, Ryan McDonough, Mikhail Sergachev, and Andre Vasilevsky. So exactly what we predicted uh, makes a lot of sense. You know, I've seen some people up in arms on Twitter about it, like, Oh, you're gonna you know lose out on a, a key forward just to, pr- to protect our, our defenseman like Eric Chernock. Yeah, I mean this team's got a clear cap as it is, so it, it you gotta do what you gotta do. This is gonna make it. So you know I, I'm I'm fully you know I'll just say it right now I fully expect Yanni Gord to be this the one player selected right there that takes you know, just over five million dollars off the books. It makes it a lot easier to go and make further offseason moves to try to clear up cap. Uh, you know say say that we left. You know, say say we went seven three one, and they they had to take a, a lower end guy like an Eric Chernock, not lower end, but you know, lower end in terms of salary, or maybe they go Ross Colton or something, right there. Then you got to really make some moves to clear up cap. Then you're really you're paying teams to take like a Tyler Johnson off your hands at that point. Whereas now they're in a situation where they don't have to overpay on value just to get rid of cap. They can kind of sit back. They can you know wait for the right move and not be too pushy on a decision. So I the four for one makes a lot of sense, and people that are getting upset about it need to realize that. Absolutely. Well, Chase, let's now hop into your mock expansion draft. You did this earlier today and you showed it to me and said, what do you think? Do you just want to use this? And I'm like, no, I hate it because Carey Price isn't on it. Uh, And that's what I want to see. 
But uh, Jonathan Druin, not a bad pick either for the Montreal Canadiens. Let's go over this. We're also going to have a graphic on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast. Um, You can check out that graphic when this episode goes live. So it's going to be a lot of fun. Let's run down it, Chase. Yeah, so I'll start from from goalies to defense and finish with the forwards. So just because you started, you mentioned Carrier Price. Uh, The forward group, we got Kakinen from the Minnesota Wild. Uh, Vitek Vanacek from the Washington Capitals and Chris Dreger from the Florida Panthers. So Chris Dreger is an expiring free agent. Um, I was reading a couple of different places that it sounds like it's a pretty done deal that he's going to be a sign and drafted type player. So anybody that doesn't know, Seattle has exclusive time to negotiate with these pending free agents to make sure that they can sign them before they take them. So, you know, Chris Dreger, Dreger, however the hell you want to say it, should be one of those guys. And then having uh, Kakadin and Vanacek behind him as well, it allows you to really be able to rotate any of these three goalies in at any point and have confidence. And Dreger was the best goalie for the Florida Panthers last year when it came to the regular season. Then we saw Spencer Knight come in and take that job. But, yeah, I I mean, it seems like a no-brainer. If they're able to sign him, then perfect. You got a good starting goalie goaltender there for you. So I like that pick a lot. Um, and, yeah, I mean, looking at the goalies overall... I'm not too big a fan of many of them, except for Carey Price. So I think it's very, uh, um, it was nice, nice selections there, Chase. Not bad. <laughs> not bad. Um, I, I could see, oh, Ben Bishop's actually making a lot of money. So maybe not, uh, Jonathan Quick, yeah. he's way past his prime. Matt Murray, Ooh, what happened Where to him? Too much fucking money. <laughs> what Holy happened hell. to him? And then Braden Holpe, that uh, little uh, experiment didn't work out in Vancouver. So, yeah, I mean, it, it makes sense. I honestly expected the goaltender market to be a little stronger for Seattle. Not the case, though. Yeah, it, like it's still solid. I think all three of these guys, you can confidently play 50 games if you need to. Um, you don't want to over overwork them because they're still a lot of them are still young. But you can confidently play in 50 games, alternate in the other guys, and you'll have no issues. Um, I think this works out pretty well for him. If this were the case, um, you know, right now I think Kakinen still might be waiver exempt, so you could send him down to the American League and he'd be fine. But I really wouldn't, like, th- this would be a, a case where it'd be perfectly logical carrying three goalies and rotating them in. That's what I was going to ask. You think we're going to see a three-goalie system? That'd be pretty cool. And uh, if all three are playing well, then... That seems obvious, but let's go over defense now, Chase. Uh, headline name, Mark Giordano, uh, a guy that is available in every expansion draft if you play NHL 21. I take him in every expansion draft because I can trade him. He's got a lot of value, but uh, still a really good defenseman, and Seattle gets him in your mock. Absolutely. Uh, outside of him, we got uh, Shane Gossespierre of the Philadelphia Flyers. Full disclosure, this is probably the pick I like the least out of every pick I've made. Uh, Philly was the last team I selected from, and it really came down to, you know, if it doesn't work out for Gossespierre, he only has two years on his deal. You can, you can let him have a chance to redeem his career. If it doesn't work out, then you move on. Um, so, you know, it's someone who's really gonna, it's kind of a make or break year for him. And I think Seattle would give him a good opportunity to do that. Moving forward, uh, Marcus Patterson from the Pittsburgh Penguins, Will Butcher from the New Jersey Devils, Hayden Fleury from the Anaheim Ducks, Julius Honka from the Dallas Stars, Kale Clegg from the LA Kings, Jake Bean from the Carolina Hurricanes. Dennis Chalowski from the Detroit Red Wings and Nikita Zadora from the Chicago Blackhawks. Another suspect move for me, Pittsburgh Penguins letting Marcus Pedersen be available when you had Mike Matheson uh, protected. I think that personally, I'm a bigger Pedersen fan, 
But what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that's suspect as well, or do you disagree with me? Yeah, I would have kept Pedersen as well, especially since you made the trade that you did for him. Um, like Penguins fans, or like the Penguins team, I should say. So I, I it's, but would have the guy I kept as well. Um, I, I guess it's not like, like, I don't know how much of a difference it extra. Like, I don't know if it makes like an extreme difference at the end of the day, but like it makes a difference uh, at least a little bit for me. Um, I, w- I would have kept him. Um, I, 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 I don't know. It, that Pittsburgh team has been doing weird things recently, so it doesn't surprise me. Yeah, Pedersen's a younger player. He makes less money, only by like 800000 but that's still money that could be used. So right when I saw that Pedersen was available instead of a Matheson, I had a feeling that that would be the guy going to Seattle. But moving on to your forwards now, Chase, the headlining name, obviously Vladimir Tarasenko. It should be the headlining name on everyone's mock expansion draft. Absolutely. So that's Vladimir Tarasenko of the St. Louis Blues, in case you haven't figured that out by now. Then Jonathan Druin of the Montreal Canadiens, Max Stomey of the Columbus Blue Jackets, Yanni Gord of the Tampa Lightning. We already spoiled those names earlier in the show. Moving forward, Chris Tierney from the Ottawa Senators, uh, JT Comfer from the Colorado Avalanche, Jared McCann from the Toronto Maple Leafs, Cody Eakin from the Buffalo Sabres, Kelly Yarncroft from the Nashville Predators, Dylan Gambrell from the San Jose Sharks, Christian Fisher from the Arizona Coyotes, Mason Appleton from the Winnipeg Jets, Julian Gautier from the New York Rangers, Andre Keshi from the Boston Bruins, Dominic Cahoon from the Edmonton Oilers, Kiefer Bellows from the New York Islanders, and Cole Lynn from the Vancouver Canucks. Uh, before you comment, I do want to mention, um, you know, between the forwards and, and the D groups, there is a few guys that are, you know, borderline NHLers, maybe even minor leaguers. Uh, you know, of course, you, if you can take NHL talent for at every pick, you kind of want to do that. But you got to be able to fill out your, you know, your AHL team. You got to fill out your de- your development path, too. So it's, it's very important that Seattle makes sure to get a couple guys like that. Like a guy like Kiefer Bellows, I think is going to be, you know, a borderline NHL player this year. Uh, you know, Kale Clegg needs to go back to the American League. Um, you know, so there, like, there's a few guys that are going to be kind of up and down, but it's important for Seattle to get some of those guys. Absolutely. And Chase, can you guess who my favorite pick of the Fords is aside from like, you know, the, the top, you know, dogs, like aside from Vladimir Tarasenko and, you know, stuff like that? I'm going to guess... Dominic Cahoon because he's a German sensation. It is not Dominic Cahoon. Nah. However, I do like him, and uh, I was hoping he would have had some real good success with Edmonton. Uh, but it's the Michigan State alum, Mason Appleton, baby. Love that pick. Uh, I'm excited to see what he can do with a new opportunity. I think he could um, really improve and solidify himself as a, you know, third liner uh, a nice two-way forward for him yeah he's someone like i'm gonna call him a top nine forward instead of just like a third liner third line's probably where his best fit is but someone that you can like um i think he's safe as a third line center and then he can move up the wing on the second and first line as needed uh he should offer pretty good versatility for seattle i really like mason appleton and um it's not because i'm johnny and i'm strictly into gingers like him it's just because he's a michigan state alum i mean he's a good player too like there's some pretty good forwards on this list like i think um you know, you're getting a couple superstar guys, but like there's some, you know, good depth. You know, Cody Eakin's going to be a great role player for you. JT Comfer, a little bit pricey, but another guy who is, you know, going to be great in that, that top nine role. 
Chris Tierney, who I actually do really like as a, as a player, you know, he might be more middle six at any, than anything, but he still is a very good center. Uh, you know, there's a lot of guys to be optimistic about with this team. Absolutely. And then we look at their projected cap space. If they do go with this roster, they'd have just over 18 million left to play around with some free agents and uh, a free agent that I really hope the Seattle Kraken get and even a free agent that I think they should go draft Alexander Ovechkin, baby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like they're not going to draft him. I wouldn't be surprised if Washington throws him a third or fourth round pick just to make sure they don't draft him, so they don't have to deal with the headache of it. But Ovechkin, he's playing in Washington next year. It's it's just flat out happening. Yeah, and I texted Chase. I said, "Why didn't you have them drafting Ovi?" And he goes, "That makes no sense. Ovi's going back to Washington." And I said, "Yeah, but how many teams can say they have owned the rights of the best goal scorer of all time?" Well, you want if Seattle does it, that'd be two. You want to be Nashville and hang a banner for everything, hang a banner for, um, you know, we owned the best goal scorer of all time yes. and then have the date he was owned for literally three days. Yes, do it. That's such a that's such a waste. What a <laughs> what a new you can have Vitek Vanacek instead. But no, nah, let's, let's just draft a, a nothing roster spot. I also see a lot no. of people saying, oh, Gabriel Landeskog's available. He's available. It's like, OK, well, why didn't you say Ovi's available? They're both yeah. They're both UFAs, and they're not coming to Seattle. So why include Landis Gog but not include Ovi? Yeah, I, I don't know. Pe- people are weird, Mike. You know that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that is our team, our mock, Chase's mock. Uh, there will be the graphic on Twitter, like I said. Chase, looking at this team overall, what kind of damage can Seattle do year one? Uh, it's a better team than I thought they were going to have, to be honest. I think they can come in. And be a team that fights for a playoff spot. Um, there's just no way things go as well as they did for Vegas. Like that, everything went perfectly. Uh, there's bound to be things that go wrong. Um, I, I think they're going to be a team that, yeah, closer to fighting for a playoff spot than being a guaranteed playoff team or being a non-playoff team. So like you know, just right in that middle of the pack. Um, not a home ice advantage team, but or maybe a team that misses the playoffs just by that like one or two points. Any chance we see their second overall pick come in and play right away? No, I I really don't know if any single player from this draft plays in the NHL this year. Any player at all? Yeah, Owen Power is the only one who I think has a legitimate chance. And, like, why even play him if you're Buffalo? Like, you can send him back to Michigan and let him just, like, be good for them. You're not being a shit show of a team that Buffalo is. I, I'm willing to put five bucks on the line that at least one player plays in the NHL from this year's draft in the upcoming season, just because there is always players that you see in the first or second round have a really good camp. And then teams are like, you know what? Maybe we can try them out. Um, so, I mean, if you want to talk about doing a bet like that, then I, I would definitely be on the side of at least one player plays in the NHL from this year's draft. You'd have to make it two for me to do it because like, I think at the end of the day, they're going to sign the first overall, whoever goes first overall and play him just because it's the first overall pick. But I just don't think it's the right decision. But if it's Owen Power, he goes back to school. They've got no choice. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you would say that. But at the end of the day, if you're an 18 year old kid and you're looking at three million dollars a year after bonuses shoved in your face, it's kind of hard to say no to. I think you end up like saying yes just based on pressure. Gotcha. Well, I'll think about that. We'll do that on the next uh, show, figure out if we want to do that or not. But that's going to do it for this show. Chase, moving on to hockey name of the day. We've got. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I want to say Daniellis, but it might be da- Danielis. So I'll go Daniellis. Um, 
Chechakovas. That was that was pretty good. So Danelius. Oh, Danelius. Gotcha. Danelius Chechakovas. Yeah. So uh, you did you did better than the last thing I thought you were gonna do. So I, I'll definitely give you that. And the, yeah, the first name. Uh, it's it's a little little deceptive, I guess. But our boy uh, Danny is we're gonna call him going forward. He's only a 15 year old actually. Uh, he is a Lithuanian 15 year old. He's playing in the Swiss league, the Swiss U17 league this upcoming year. Played in the Russian U16 league and you know played pretty solid. He's someone who's actually he's a pretty decent player. Uh, is he going to be like an NHL player down the road? Who knows? It's so hard to tell at this age, especially at the levels that he's playing. But he's had some success where he's played so far. So we'll see what happens when he goes over to Switzerland. Um, you know, he'll be a 15-year-old all season playing in the U17. And the U17 in Switzerland is decent hockey. So if he proves himself, you know, maybe he's someone we see in the NHL draft. Uh, what is that? Four, three, four years from now, whatever the hell it is. Yeah. But I have to say, Mr. Checker. Chechakovis is my new favorite hockey go. name of the day because, gosh, I just love the Russian Slav type uh, last names, and this is one of the best ones. And I got it, so new favorite hockey name of the day right here. There you go. I'm so proud of you. Thank you. All right. Well, that's it for the show. Next episode, prospects. The following episode, free agency. Uh, on the next episode, we will also quickly talk about the Seattle team as a whole. If Chase got it right, probably didn't. Uh, but if he did, then we will uh, congratulate me and that'll do it. So <laughs> Chase, if you could give him an outro. All right. As always, we want to thank you guys for listening. If you'd like to support us on Patreon, we'd appreciate it. Not just us, but the whole network. Just a way to get some different content and some more exclusive content. So make sure to check that out. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, that is at Bolts Broadcast. You can follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That's at HockeyPodNet. While you're at it, you can follow WNP on Twitter at WNP Sports Pod. That's WNP Sports Pod. That way you're getting hockey, you're getting football, you're getting the only things you need in life. Uh, make sure to go to hockeypodcastnetwork.com. You can find all the podcasts in the network right there. Boom, click the logo. Listen, easy peasy, lemon squeezy. We've also got some fun blogs over there. Make sure to check those bad boys out. Um, you know, and also don't forget on our Twitter, uh, I don't want to forget to mention this, be on the lookout for this week. There may be some sort of giveaway going on. So just kind of keep your eyes peeled. Don't um, want to say anything more than that. Just keep your eyes peeled. Uh, wherever this thing rate is five stars. If you can send us your questions, comments, concerns, uh, do not forget to use code THPIN when you sign up for DraftKings. And yeah, if, if I'm if I'm 50% right or better on this expansion draft, you all owe me five bucks. No. Yes. No. I immediately just shut it down. No, absolutely not. But that's it for the show. Thanks so much for coming out. We'll talk to you next time.